Ah, the sanctity of marriage is a wonderful thing. Now, if you're divorced or, you know, maybe your relationship didn't work out and y'all were supposed to be married, but you didn't and it didn't work out and you're like, right, shut your mouth. Marriage sucks. It's terrible. It's not fun. And all that other fun stuff. Well, I'm sorry. I, I am. I'm, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is a special episode. OK, this is a special episode of the podcast because celebrating five years of marriage. That's right. Your boy Gentile has been married for five years. So that's some crazy shit to think about, right? Been married for five years. And it, it's been a wonderful five years. It's been a tough five years. It's It's been everything, you know, these last five years. Now, I've met my wife, you know, a long time ago. Met her back in 2013. So uh, this summer, I will have known her for eight years. And our story is a very unconventional story. And I'm going to share some of that story of the last five years and what led up to us getting married and things like that. I think I think I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but I don't think I've ever gone in depth, you know, from beginning to like today type of thing. So uh, that's what I'm going to do here because, you know, it's a five year anniversary. And uh, for anybody that is married or has been married, you know, listening to this, you'll probably relate to a lot of it. Maybe you won't. I don't know. But if you relate to it and you are currently in a situation that I am in, you might say to yourself, well, cool, I'm not alone, you know, and it's always nice to know you're not alone and feeling the way you feel and thinking the way you think, right? I, I feel like that's very important for a lot of people. So, um, but yeah, just gonna, <laughs> um, gonna talk about how my wife and I got to this point and, you know, our relationship is not your typical, like our eyes locked from across the room, you know, in the music's playing like, the, oh, you know, no, nothing like that. It, it was nothing like that where, you know, we knew right away. Now she'll tell you she knew, but I mean, I, I can't say that. I'll be honest. I can't say that, you know, um, you know, I didn't know the first time I met her because the first time I met my wife, you know, she, she likes to share this as well. Like she was just like, oh, he was just an angry little man is what she likes to say. And the reason she says that is because I was on my way to a different store to pick something up. I, I One of our deliveries for Mattress Firm didn't get delivered and uh, I had to go get it to save the sale. I don't know. I can't remember why I was upset, but I just know I was very frustrated and very upset. So I, I'm on my way uh, to the store down in Galveston, which is a good 30, 45 minute drive. You know, so it's taken time away from me in the store to make more sales because I'm trying to correct this one because I think it was a pretty big sale that I was about to lose if I didn't do this. So I had to stop at, um, you know, this other store and to pick up like a bunch of bags. And so I walk in and uh, Chrissy was there, you know, she was the uh, area manager of the area and she was in the store and I walk in and I mean, I'm dropping F-bombs, I'm, 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 I'm cursing a storm, cursing a storm because when I walked in, I didn't see anybody. You know, so I'm like, okay, there's nobody in here, so I'm good. Well, then I look toward behind her, and there's this person down by the um, our value zone. You know, so like where we, a lot of people buy their kids' beds and guest room beds and stuff like that, right? It was toward the back of the the, the back of the store, and I looked, and I went, shit. I go, is that a customer? She goes, no, 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 it's our new hire. Uh, she started today, or it was like her second day, or something like that. I went, oh, okay, good. Oh, well, F this and F that. And I mean, I went back into my rant, you know. So she comes over, she introduces her, and she's like, oh, this is Megan. Hi, Megan, I'm Ryan. And, you know, <laughs> you know, and so she likes to say I was a very angry little man. And she's right, I was. I was a very angry little man. Uh, I was just, I was very frustrated. And, it, <laughs> you know, believe it or not, I have a temper. 
You know, I, I definitely have a temper, and it sometimes gets the best of me. And it was worse back then. I, I've I've gotten a lot better, you know, over the years. You know, that was roughly nine years ago uh, when that happened. But so uh, that's how we met. And when we met, she had a boyfriend at the time. And you know, we all went out to uh, a bar to drink, like we do. You know, because we're we're a drinking group. And I was like, woohoo, let's go drink. Yeah, let's go to the bar. So she comes and she brings her boyfriend, and so and, and, and I know you've you've gone through this before, right? Like if you go out with your significant other, more times than not, the, you know when they're around people that they work with. If y'all go all go out together, the people that all work together are going to huddle together and bitch about work. It's going to happen. They're going to bitch about work. And so mattress firm is no different. You know, people are like, oh, I sold this. What did you sell? Or yeah, I got this frame and this adjustable base. And I mean, it's all we did was talk about fucking work. And, and some days I, I was okay with it because I was like, okay, I'm going to brag on the kick-ass day that I had and basically made y'all my bitches, you know, like that, that was the only time I really talked about work, or at least I tried to talk about work, but every, I mean, it's all people do was talk about work and it was just, it was annoying. So for being somebody else's significant other, it can be annoying as well. So anyways, we're at the bar and she brings her boyfriend. And of course, you know, in typical fashion, everybody's talking about work and, and they're in the little huddles. And so he's just kind of standing there. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna talk to him. You know, I'm, I'm going to be a nice guy and I'm going to, I'm going to talk to this dude, you know, so he doesn't feel left out. So we start talking and, you know, he's kind of standoffish in a way, but then I start talking about Blockbuster because I had mentioned something about Blockbuster or he mentioned it. I can't remember how. And he was like, oh, I work for Blockbuster too. So we had, I thought we had, uh, we had a nice chat in my opinion. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but we, I thought we had a good chat anyway. So the next day talking to Megan and she was telling me how her uh, boyfriend was saying how we're all vultures and terrible people. And we're like the scum of the earth and that we, um, you know, she needs to quit her job. She needs to quit because she can't work there because it's a terrible place to be and blah, blah, blah. And I go, well, wait a minute. I go, wait, even me. And she goes, oh, yeah, he definitely he didn't like you either. And I went, well, fuck him then, because I was trying to be nice and polite. And and here's the thing. I didn't talk about work. You know, I talked to him while everybody else was talking about other things. And so he all he was concerned about was everybody else, I guess. And, you know, he's a little bit of a controlling uh, bastard. So um, if he ever listens to this, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so anyways, um, that was like right when she first started, like early June. So then late July rolls around. We won a contest. We end up going to. Uh, Top Golf, and they paid for a party bus. They paid for all the booze, which was a huge mistake. Uh, they should never have paid for our booze. So we got a little slaw. I mean, we got hammered. And uh, on the way back, uh, we were sitting next to each other on the party bus, me and Megan. And um, I'm not going to go into too much detail because I probably shouldn't. But um, anyways, uh, we ended up making out for a second. And I felt bad for her. I was like, oh, man, I felt bad. I was like, wait a minute, you got a boyfriend. You know, this shouldn't be happening. And needless to say, um, she was too drunk to drive home. Uh, I was, well, I was drunk, but I, I was able to drive home. Uh, I know, I know, I know. It's not safe, Ryan. It's not safe, Ryan. But anyways, uh, so I ended up, you know, I, I took her home, um, but we didn't go home right away. We did take a detour. Uh, did a lot of fooling around. And I didn't feel bad. I didn't. I didn't feel bad at all because her boyfriend was a dick. Boyfriend was a dick. I mean, literally told her he was not sexually attracted to her anymore. Like, to her face. In the middle of something. I'll leave it at that. I mean, dick. What a dick. 
you know? And so again, and I, I found this out obviously before we ever fooled around or anything else. And so for me, you know, I was just like, you know what? I don't feel bad about this at all. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't feel bad that I'm, you know, the other guy in this situation. <laughs> now here's the thing. I was single at the time, so it, I wasn't breaking any bylaws or whatever. So anyways, um, so she breaks up with him not too long after uh, that happens, uh, but we don't get together. We, we hang out, but we don't get together. We don't get together till like later in the year. So like around December, but here's the thing about me. I tend to keep a wall up. You know, I'm not a very open person when it comes to people I'm dating because I've been burned in the past. And to be fair, I've burned others. You know, I've definitely um, been the bad guy in relationships. And so it was one of those things where I just I was very just defensive and wall was up. You know, you're not going to I'm going to give you a sneak peek, but you're not getting to watch the whole movie. (laughs) You know, that's the way I looked at it when it came to me personally. And so. It just, it, it wasn't, I mean, not that I treated her badly. It's just, I didn't open up to her. You know, I didn't really share a lot of like what I was feeling. If I was angry, happy, sad, whatever it was. And so, um, so anyways, I got a job traveling for my company where I was going to be gone like three weeks out of a month and who knows how long the job was going to last. So I ended up, you know, telling her we had to break things off because, you know, it's practically a long distance relationship and I've done long distance. It doesn't work. And, um, she reluctantly agreed, you know, not that she could tell me you can't break up with me, but, um, it was one of those things where, I mean, I didn't really want to do it, but I did, you know, just cause I, I just felt like it wasn't going to work. You know, it just wasn't right. So anyways, uh, a few months go by and I'm traveling and I noticed on her Facebook page, she was in a relationship. And again, this is like, a, this is like months later, you know, it's not like it was like a week, you know, but it was like months later, she's in a relationship with somebody else. And I just remember feeling my heart sink and, there's only one other time I felt that way where like, I just felt gut punched, you know, because of the person that I saw, like it was somebody that I, you know, I, I saw myself being with for a long time, maybe even marrying inside, you know, I've only felt that other way one time. And so when I saw this, I said, son of a bitch, you know, I, 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 I fucked up. Let me, you know, I was like, all right, you know, you know, just swallow your pride and just tell her how you feel. I mean, yes, she's with somebody else, but you know, Hey, at least you'll, you'll tell her. And if she says no, you know, leave me alone. Don't ever talk to me again. Hey, it is what it is, right? I'll, uh, you know, I'll have to live with that for the rest of my life and go on, you know, and it will suck. Uh, so I told her and she got pissed at me. She got really angry <laughs> that I was, you know, confessing my love for her, uh, after she's in a relationship, you know, yeah, timing's great, you know, but, and I told her, I said, look, you know, if you, you know, think on it, if you don't ever want me to talk to you again, I won't, you know, or if you tell me, Hey, you know, no, this is done. I'm staying with this guy. You know, we can be friends, but that's all it will ever be. Okay, fine. You know, it will suck and everything else, but I'll do it, you know? And so anyways, she, um, she chose me, uh, which I was very happy for because I, when we were talking, I was telling her, I was like, look, I, I see a future with you. You know, like I can see a future. I don't know when that future will be. Um, I'm not saying it's going to happen next week or next year, but you know, I see a future where, you know, maybe one day we get married and have kids, you know? And so that was what we discussed. Well, anyway, so um, we got back together and we've been together ever since, you know, and that was in July of, uh, 2014 when that happened. And so, um, you know, so we, we ended up moving in together or I moved into her apartment cause I, I got rid of my apartment and, um, you know, so we moved, I moved in with her and, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, I felt ready. I felt like, okay, this, I mean, we, here's the thing. We were living in very tight quarters. Like, I mean, 700 square foot apartment. And there were times we got angry with each other. And there was nowhere to go. I mean, nowhere to go. There was a bedroom and a living room, and that was it. And there was a door separating it. That was it. 
So um, there was a couple fights um, where there wasn't really nowhere to go. And but yet we stuck it out. We we talked it through and, you know, we we figured it out and we, you know, we, uh, you know, put our pride aside and really started. We, we worked on the relationship, you know, because in a relationship you always got to work on, you know, it's never perfect. You know, no matter what the movies tell you or the books or um, the TV shows, you know, uh, relationships are never perfect. So. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so we're living together and she ends up having like back to back really good months of selling, you know, she like wrote hundred K in sales. And so she's getting these fat paychecks and we go out to celebrate with a coworker of mine who lived nearby. Um, well not nearby us, but she lived, uh, you know, not too far. She was like on this side of town cause we would carpool all the time and we would drink with her and her husband and hang out. And so she, we're all, we're all drinking and having a good time. And she's like, there's a house two doors down for us that's for sale. Y'all should totally buy it so we could party all the time and hang out. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And of course, you know, we're, we're drunk. We're hammered. And uh, she was like, yeah, we should. And we, and we, like, looked at the house. You know, we got on our phones and we're looking at it. And, of course, and here's the thing. Like I said, we had been drinking. We were taking shots. We were not – this was not sober thinking. Let's just say it that way, right? Because in my mind, I'm like, okay, I kept trying to, like, say, okay – I was waiting kind of for that sign to say, cause here's the thing I felt ready, but I didn't know if she was ready for that next big step yet, you know? Cause there were just certain things where like, I'm, I would say to myself, okay, I think she's ready. And then something would happen. like, okay, yeah, she's not there yet. You know, I, I can't, I can't take that big step with her until I, I feel like she's ready. And so the next day, you know, we're hungover as hell. And I go to her and I was just like, were you serious about, you know, looking at a house together? And she goes, well, yeah. And I'm like, okay, wow. She is serious about this. You know, she is ready, you know, to take that next big step with me. And I mean, cause we had talked about it, but you know, it's buying a house together before you're even engaged is a pretty big fucking step, you know? And so that's when I knew. So the minute she told me that I said, okay, I'm going to ask her to marry me and I'm going to ask her to marry me the day we close on a house. And I didn't know when that was going to be. I didn't know if it was going to be in two months, three months, six months, a year. I didn't know. I just said to myself, the day we close on a house will be the day I ask her to marry me. So we start looking at houses, you know, and we're, we're trying and we're, we're putting in bids and we're getting declined left and right. And finally we get this house we put in a bid, they accept it. And they're like, your, your bid's been accepted. I went, Oh shit. Like, okay, here we go. You know, it's, it's proposal time. So we close on the house and, uh, I, I come to the house that day and luckily the house was flipped. So like the house was empty to begin with. So the day we closed, I was able to come into the house and, and, um, the AC had broke apparently because we were here two days earlier and it was fine, but the AC broke. And so it was like 95, 98 degrees inside this house. And this is July guys. This was on July 8th, you know, so it's a very hot day. So I come walking in and I just feel this heat hit me. I'm like, son of a bitch. And I was wearing like a semi like nice dress shirt that was long sleeve that I had to roll up. Uh, thank God I had an undershirt on cause I was sweating so bad. But, <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, I recorded the whole thing. Like, so I recorded, you know, dropping her off, uh, lunch. Cause I told her I was at work when I really wasn't. Cause I was getting ready. I was like going to get her lunch. I was going to get a haircut. I was going to buy some candles. Cause in my brain, what I was going to do was like, I, I, on friends when Monica and Chandler are uh, become engaged or, you know, Michael Scott and Holly in the office, like a candles, just like all over the living room. I was like, I'm going to have all like a shit ton of candles, like 500 candles all over the place, all lit up. It's going to be so romantic. And I go to buy the candles and I realize how much they cost. I went, I'm just going to buy like a little package of all these little small candles that would fit on my fireplace. I think I bought like 20 of them. I think it was like five bucks or something like that. Cause I was like, shit, I cannot afford that many candles. It's insane. 
Um, so I was like, well, there goes that idea. But, uh, so anyway, so I recorded the whole thing. So I have the camera up and, uh, every time like I, I show it to people or if they see it, they're like, Oh, you're so nervous. Look at you. You're, you're, you're wiping your head. I'm like, no, I mean, don't be wrong. I was nervous, but I wasn't sweating because I was nervous. I was sweating because it was 98 degrees inside my house. It was fucking hot. I mean, it was hot, hot, hot. <laughs> like the song says it was hot, hot, hot. So I'm sweating profusely. Anyway, so I proposed to her in the house. She says yes, which I knew she was going to say yes to because she always kept making jokes. You know, like she would always grab my left hand and rub on my ring finger. Go, you know, if you ask me a question, I'm going to say yes. And of course, you know, I kept telling her, I was like, look, we can't afford to get engaged right now. I don't have, we don't have the money. We're putting all this money in house. I don't have money for a ring. Little did she know my mom was giving me uh, her old engagement ring. So that saved me a lot of money. Uh, so thanks, mom. But uh, so I kept telling her that throw off course. So of course, every time she would say that, I would say something like very smart Alec to her. Like, okay, cool. So we're going to eat pizza tonight. Okay, cool. We're going to watch this movie that I know you don't want to watch. And so she would always get frustrated and upset with me <laughs> every time I did that. Because uh, I was trying to throw her off. I didn't want her to know that it could possibly be coming. You know? And so she was definitely very surprised. But so we get engaged, you know? And it was a lot of fun. And we enjoyed um, all of that. But then came the planning of the wedding. And let me tell you, planning a wedding is, it fucking sucks, okay? I'm just going to say it. It sucks, planning a wedding. Because you, and, and obviously if you're married, listen to this, you get it. But it, it's, you have so many outside opinions of what you should and shouldn't do. And it's just like, shut, shut up, shut up. Just stop, just stop. And I'm going to tell you right now, so we, so we decided to get married in Vegas, now, now, we didn't elope, but we came very close to doing it, okay? I don't think many people know this. So, her parents had some money set aside for her for a wedding, you know, or house or whatever it was, right? So, we were using it for the wedding. But here in Houston, weddings are not cheap. So, the money that was set aside was not enough to cover a whole wedding, and we didn't have the money to do anything else. So, we were like, what are the alternatives? Well, let's just go to Vegas, not elope. We'll tell people. We'll, we'll set a date, and if people want to fly out, that's great. And so for our um, bridal party, you know, we said, hey, look, we'll pay for the hotel rooms. All you got to do is pay for your, your, uh, your, your plane ticket out. Well, because we could afford to pay for the hotels. You know, we'll take, we'll take care of you that way. And so we're, we're doing all this planning and everything else. And here's the thing. If anybody from my side of the family or Megan's side of the family is listening to this, just know I do love y'all. But Jesus Christ, y'all drove us so fucking batshit crazy that we like we were seriously about to elope. Like, I mean, we were probably moments away from saying, F it, we're going to just go ahead and fly to Vegas right now and go get married. Like, we were very, 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 very close to doing that. Like, to a point where we were getting ready to call my brother and her sister and tell them, get a flight to Vegas right now and meet us. We're going to get married. Y'all are going to be our witnesses. And that was it. We were just going to leave it and be done with it. Like, we were seriously that close. Um, now, of course, cooler has prevailed because we decided, like, okay, that's not the smartest way to go. Because, one, uh, her parents and my parents would be very pissed off about that. So um, so we didn't go that route, obviously. But, I, again, we came very close to eloping, but we didn't do that. Um, now, as far as trying to figure out a date, the first time we ever went on vacation to, with each other was in 2014. We went to New Orleans uh, to WrestleMania. Uh, you know, I'm a wrestling fan. First time ever going to WrestleMania. I could afford it. I got tickets and we were dating. I was like, let's go. And so she had never really watched wrestling, but she likes live events and she had a blast because going to a wrestling event live, especially WrestleMania is just an event in itself. It's so much fun. 
And so she had a blast. And so then we went the next, she was like, we got to go again next year. I was like, well, next year's in San Francisco. Well, we went next year. And then the next year we were like, oh, it's in Dallas. That's a quick trip for us right up the road. So we'll go there. So of course, you know, we're, we're getting, uh, we're getting married and all this stuff and we're trying to figure out a day to get married. And she goes, well, what if we did April 1st? And I looked at her, I go, April 1st. I go, are you? are you sure you want to get married on April Fool's Day? Like you're giving me an out for the rest of my life on our anniversary. You know, if I ever forget our anniversary, like April Fool's, Amazon Prime, be here the next day. <laughs> like, I mean, you're giving me an out. And she said, no, no, no. Cause she goes, hear me out. Like we get married April 1st. That's a Friday. So we fly out a few days before we get married April 1st. We fly out Saturday for WrestleMania. We go to WrestleMania because, you know, we already had bought the tickets, you know, back in November. You know, we go to WrestleMania that Saturday, Sunday, and then we fly out Monday to Costa Rica on our honeymoon. And because we were going to be in Costa Rica, I think it was like for five days and six nights or something like that. Um, and and I was like, oh, my God, can I, I could not love you anymore. And, of course, every girl that I know that is a friend of mine, they're like, I would never do that for my husband. I go, well, that's why my wife is better than you. <laughs> and then all my friends would say the same thing. My wife would never do that. That's why my wife is better than yours because my wife is a fucking badass. So yeah, that was really cool of her to do, and so uh, <laughs> so we uh, so we got married April first. Uh, we had a blast. We had a lot of people come out. We had about 35, 40 people come out to Vegas uh, and see us get married. And we drank, we partied, we had a good time. Flew out to us uh, that weekend to Dallas to watch WrestleMania. Had a good time there, and then we uh, flew out to Costa Rica, and whew, we got I got smashed. It was all inclusive. Jesus Christ, man! Don't don't put Gentile on all inclusive. The drinking and the shenanigans will be big. <laughs> It'll just be very, very big. But um, uh, yeah, so that's you know that's that's everything that led up to the day. You know, so like next, like April first, guys. When you're hearing this, so you're gonna hear this. It's Monday, right? This Thursday, April first, will be our five year wedding anniversary. That's everything that led up to it, right? And you you hear like it was fun, it was playful, a little stressful, and things like that, right? Well, here's the thing, though, everybody, because when you get married, the whole game changes. Everything that you thought you knew about a relationship with the other person is gone. It changes because marriage is different. You know, it's it's so much more compromised because when you're only engaged or just dating, you're not really tied to each other. You know, you're really not. You know, when you get married, you're blinded. So that changes everything. That changes how you need to approach everything with each other when it comes to the house, the bills, your debt, your kids, everything. It changes everything because as much as you want to do things your way, it's not. It's you know y'all's way, both of your ways, however you want to say it. It's not just you or her. It's both of you. And sometimes that's hard to get. It's a hard habit to break because you got to think about it. It's all. It's always been about you your whole life. Even when you're in a relationship, it's still about you. You know, you still do what's best for you. Let's just be honest. That's how it works. But now, you know, it's it's about both of you. You know, because you made that commitment that it's going to be about both of you, and so that's how it has to be. And that's a hard habit to break. You know, so we got married. And then we uh, had a reception a month later on Friday the 13th in May. <laughs> so we could have a uh, celebrate with more family and friends. Yeah, I know. Married on April 1st, our reception Friday the 13th, man. It's, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then we decided, okay, we were going to wait a few months and she was going to, you know, get off the pill and we were going to 
uh, start trying to have our first child. And so we got pregnant uh, in September of uh, 2016, uh, roughly around September. And I remember in a dead sleep, and she just wakes me up. I mean, she just wakes me up. And here's the thing about me. If you know who I am, and you, you've known me long enough, and even if you haven't, you're about to find out. I am not a morning person. I am not. I am a grouchy motherfucker that just do not talk to me. Do not try to have a conversation with me. Like I am dead to the world. Like I'm going to go. You're going to hear a lot of this when you wake me up. Uh, mm, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Shut, just, shut, just fuck off. Leave me alone. You're going to hear a lot of that <laughs> when you wake me up out of a dead sleep. So she wakes me up out of a dead sleep, and she's like, we're pregnant, we're pregnant, we're pregnant. And I'm just like, wait, what? I was discombobulated. I was like, what? And I kind of rolled over, like, okay, whatever. And then I realized what she said. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, oh, you're pregnant? Oh, shit, we're pregnant. Hell yeah. And we were excited. And then I'm pretty sure I rolled back and went to sleep because <laughs> I was like, I'm tired. I'm going back to bed. Um, and we had we had names picked out, like, the next night. You know, before we went to bed the next night, we had the names picked out because I, I was like, let's start figuring out names now. For a boy or a girl, because I can tell you right now, if we don't, people are going to bug the shit out of us of what the child's name should be from our families. It's going to happen. Like I've seen it happen so many times with friends that, you know, that every family feels like they they have the right name for you because it's a family name or it's this or it's that. Whatever the reason is, everybody has input. And I wanted to avoid that to where when they said, oh, you should. Nope. We already got the names picked out. Thank you. But they're picked out. It's already done. So I came up with Claire, I came up with that name, and then she came up with the middle name, Nicole, because that's her middle name. And then uh, she came up with uh, the boy's name, which was going to be Joseph William. Um, and so, um, you know, because my dad's name is Joseph, her dad's name is William. We were going to name him after our fathers if we had a son. And so, uh, obviously, it was a girl, and so Claire Nicole was born. And it was um, uh, one of the greatest days ever. Uh, it was a fun day. I, I share that on the podcast. I talk about the labor story. So go back and listen to that podcast about uh, our story of when she went into labor. That was <laughs> definitely a um, uh, not your typical like, oh, my water broke and let's go to the hospital. It definitely wasn't like that at all. So, uh, so anyway, so Claire was born and everything changes. You know, which everybody knows if you if you have kids, you know, or if your friends have kids, you know, everything changes. Right. And everything that you thought you knew is definitely out the window. You know, it's trial and error because every kid is different because everybody thinks this is what happens with these kids. This is what happens with these kids. This is what's going to happen. This is what you're going to experience. And we got lucky because Claire was a sleeper. Claire, like the, I think it was like the second or third night we were home or I think it was like the first night we were home and we were there and like we were sleeping and we both wake up and look at each other and we go, and I looked at her, I go, did you, did Claire get up in the middle of the night? She goes, no, I did, did you hear her? Did you get up with her? I was like, no, I didn't get up with her. Like, we both didn't get up with her. We both didn't hear her cry. Did she sleep through the night? Holy shit. And she did. She slept through the night, the majority of her baby little life. You know, she maybe woke up a couple times here and there when she was teething, but it didn't take her long to get over it. And she stopped crying and people hate us for that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but one of the things that was going on, and we talked about this in another episode, too, uh, that was out earlier uh, or last year uh, in the summer. Uh, so Megan was going through postpartum. You know, Megan was going through postpartum, and it was something that I thought maybe was happening, but I didn't know because I didn't know what to look for. I didn't know what to expect. And she didn't, I mean, she communicated with me, but she didn't really communicate with me. So I never really knew, but she went through postpartum for a long time. 
and I didn't even realize it. And then I remember, I think we had a big fight about something and not that I knew it was postpartum, but I think it helped, I guess, because maybe I, I may, I was made aware of something and then she became aware of something and we worked on it, you know? And again, I can't remember because again, it was, it was a fight that doesn't matter because it, you know, it was years ago and whatever it was, we, we worked on it and it's not an issue anymore. But, you know, so now, you know, we, we work through that, you know, you got to figure out your daycares and, you know, you know, having care and all this other stuff. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's a stressful, it's a stressful time, you know, and, you know, paying for it, daycare is not cheap, man. And it's, you know, unless you're a stay at home mom or dad, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult, you know, and neither of us were staying home. We were both working. We both had to work, you know, we had to work to be able to afford a lot of things and not that we live a lavish lifestyle, but you know, living off one single income was going to be very difficult. And believe me, uh, you'll find out here later in the story that that is exactly what happened. We had to live off a single income at one point uh, because we got pregnant in uh, 2018, uh, you know, just before Claire or just after Claire's um, first birthday, we got pregnant again with Emma. And, you know, six months into that pregnancy, Megan got fired. You know, we had a reduction in force at the at uh, the corporate office of mattress firm, you know, because she made her way into corporate office, and uh, we had a reduction in force. And truth be told, I thought I was the one that was going to be fired. I honestly thought I was going to be fired, and she was going to keep her job because she had four people in her department, I had twenty five. Um, I honestly thought I was going to be let go, and then come to find out, I was not let go. It was her, and it, it was a it was a very tough. It, that was tough. That was a tough thing because. You know, she's six months pregnant. She feels like, you know, she feels defeated because nobody wants her. You know, she feels like, you know, she did something wrong. And I had to keep reminding her that she didn't. Um, But you can tell somebody they didn't do anything wrong all you want. But if that's how they feel, that's how they feel. And so it took some time for her to, you know, I don't want to say get over it, but really get past it. I think that was the tough thing, you know. And for me, it was like, okay, guess what? You're now the sole provider of this family on your income. Like that, that, that was tough, you know? And here's the thing. There's another episode I talk about, you know, uh, back in the summer as well. Uh, you know, me quitting my job because after that happened, a lot of things started going downhill. A lot of things started going downhill, uh, from there because, um, it got to a point where I wanted to quit. I, I was looking to leave, you know, a little bit earlier than what I did. But I couldn't because my wife's six months pregnant. And let's just be honest, nobody's going to hire a pregnant woman, you know, even though legally they can't do that. But they're, I mean, come on, let's just be honest. People, I, I, work at, I worked in recruiting. I know people are going to find ways around it and nothing will ever come of it. And nobody will ever get in trouble for it, you know, or whatever. And so, um, so I couldn't quit, you know. So it got to a point where I started disliking the job more and more. But yet I had to keep the job because one, you know, Emma wasn't born yet. Um, and two, we actually hit our out of pocket on benefits. So I really would have been stupid to leave my job when I hit out of pockets in March, we hit our out of pocket in March. So literally, (laughs) uh, for the next nine months, we didn't have to pay anything on medical bills for anybody. It was great. Uh, that was the one silver lining out of it, you know, but, um, it was a struggle there for a while. And finally it got to a point where, you know, Megan, started, you know, interviewing for jobs after Emma was born. She got a, you know, a job as a financial advisor, but that took almost a year for her to even be certified to do any of it because it's a lot of studying. You got to take these tests. They cost money. It's, you know, 
it was another hard thing to go through. You know, so once again, you know, it's single income, two kids, daycare. I mean, it, you know, and we could have kept the kids at home, but then she never would have been able to study. And then now, now she's not working, you know, so it just, it, it definitely was very tough. But, and I told her, you know, don't worry about me. Yes, I hate my job. It's getting to a point where I'm very frustrated. And again, I talk about this all in that episode. It's called I Quit. Go check it out. I think it's a good episode to listen to uh, if you're unhappy with your job. It's okay to, you know, take care of yourself. But in my mind, I was like, I can't do anything until she gets where she needs to be. You know, I need to basically be patient and let her do what she needs to do to get where she wants to go. Because she felt like this was a strong company to work for. She was very excited to work with this company. She thought, this is it. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is how I can, you know, I can be this successful and make this much money and we will be good. It's going to take some time, but we'll be good. And so I trusted her. I said, okay, then let's go with it. And don't be wrong. I got frustrated a lot of times because, you know, when are you taking your test? When are you taking your test? You know, you keep delaying it. You keep delaying it. Like what's happening here? Cause I'd like to quit my job today. You know, like I did get selfish at times, but, um, but no, she finally quit. I mean, she, oh, sorry. She finally got the job. And then, um, like a month into her working, not even a month, uh, it just got to a point where I was so unhappy that it was like, okay, I gotta go. And she was okay with it. She told me, cause I asked her, I go, what do you, what, what, what do you want me to do? And she said, look, you're unhappy. Quit. Like, just quit the job. We'll figure it out. Just, I want you, like, I'm tired of you being mentally unhappy. It's been almost two years. Let's go be done with this and quit your job. Now, granted, I did this in the middle of a pandemic. Okay. I didn't even talk about the raising two kids in a pandemic and how much of a pain in the ass that's been, you know, luckily for us, we didn't do much to begin with when we have two kids, you know, we didn't go out a lot anyways. So it's not like we were, our, our life didn't alter all that much, but it did, uh, you know, cause now you're limited on what you can do. And with kids, sometimes you got to be able to take them to do things and we couldn't do shit for a long time. Um, but you know, that, that's the amazing thing about my wife. You know, she, she let me quit my job and focus on broadcasting and then, you know, start, you know, focusing on just doing my podcast and, you know, it's not like I'm bringing any money with this, which is why. I took the contract recruiting job because I'm like, okay, well, we need some extra money. This is temporary. Let me do it. And so that's why you didn't see a lot of episodes there for, for over a month because I was actually working and doing some stuff. And, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's just, it's been a, it's been a crazy five years, but that's, that's the five-year journey of where we are today, you know? And I, I share our story because marriage isn't perfect. We we're, we're struggling, you know, even financially, we're still struggling. I talked about this on an episode a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago is, you know, with Megan's job, she doesn't get paid right away. You know, so sometimes she doesn't get paid for months on end and it's not all at the same time. Some of them are so spread out that, you know, I hate to say it, man, there, there was, there's a month there where she made 40, she made $40. That's it. 40 bucks. Because the big check that she got had to go to pay for the insurance, you know, our insurance coverage. So, yeah, I mean, and so it's been tough. Luckily, you know, stimulus money, we've had some savings, you know, we've been smart with money, but we've put ourselves in debt at the same time. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a struggle, you know, and, and I want to share this because it's been five years of marriage. It's been five years of up and down trials up and down, good and bad, just overall 
just it's been tough but as weird as it is I wouldn't change anything because I'm with somebody that has my back I have hers we have two beautiful kids that we would do anything for and our life is far from perfect she makes mistakes I make mistakes she gets pissed at me I get pissed at her we yell at each other we argue with each other we don't agree with a lot of the stuff that we decide to do whether it comes to how we approach things or how to do things with the kids but at the same time, we agree on a lot of stuff because we love each other enough that we talk it out, we figure it out, you know, after I'm done being stubborn <laughs> uh, for the most part. And, you know, we talk it through. And I think that's the key in any marriage. You know, I feel like people think when you get married because of movies and TV shows and books and shit that, oh, when you get married, it's all magical and it's all great and perfect. And, you know, it's happily ever after. And not that it's not happily ever after, but it's not perfect. You know, you're not going to go through your marriage not arguing or not fighting about something, even something so minimal, like, you know, just something minor, because maybe you're so irritated about something else that minor little thing just pisses you off and you blow up, you know, and that's okay. That's the thing, though. It's okay to fight and argue and not agree and sometimes want to punch the other in the fucking face, because I can guarantee there's been times Megan's wanted to punch me in the face. Now, granted, I will never hit a woman, okay? But there were times I just wanted to kind of shake her a little bit. I'm like, listen here, woman. You know, like that's just, that's marriage. That's how it is. It's not supposed to be perfect. But if you love each other, that won't break you. Because you love each other, you talk, you communicate. And I'm excited. It's been five years. It's been five great years. It's been five stressful years. It's been, it's been, it's been a roller coaster. It's been a ride. And it's been a fun ride that I've thoroughly enjoyed. And to celebrate our fun ride, because as you're listening to this, like I mentioned, uh, so this is coming out on a Monday. Now, normally, my podcasts come out on Wednesdays, but I'm going to be out of town, guys. I'm going to be in Vegas. That's right. We're going back to Vegas to celebrate our five-year anniversary. We're staying downtown in the, or, uh, on Fremont Street. We're staying at the Golden Nugget. We're going to drink. We're going to party. We actually have a, a, a couple uh, that we haven't seen in years that lives in Hawaii now. They're actually going to meet us, and we're all going to party together, and it's going to be fun, and we cannot wait. No kids. They're staying with her parents, so thank you, Cece and Pawpaw, for watching the girls, because it is much needed, and we are going to enjoy the shit out of this trip. <laughs> now, don't be wrong, when we get back, we're going to miss our girls like crazy, and we're going to hug them like crazy, and we're going to have a lot of fun with them, but all I can say is, you know, we're, we're celebrating five years of being married uh, on April 1st, and there's no uh, no lying or no fooling around about that, you know, we... You know, it's it's been a rough five years, but we're excited for where the next five years takes us, you know, because when we celebrate 10 years, hopefully everything is semi back to normal-ish. And um, she's already said, for 10 years, we're leaving the country. We're going to Europe. We're going somewhere. And I'm like, well, hopefully in five years, you're making bank money like you keep wanting to make. And we can drop that crazy money on that stuff. But um, but yeah, so, the, so yeah, that's this episode, guys, uh, talking about anniversaries and the last five years and that's how we're going to celebrate but that's our story in, in a nutshell i mean i think that's the most in-depth i've ever gone on our story of from beginning to where we are today and uh it's it's been great it's been a lot of fun uh so make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this and uh make sure uh that you follow us on our socials uh we're on instagram at uh, the underscore genteel underscore life and then on facebook it's the genteel life podcast so make sure that you Follow us on our socials. Every now and then I'm putting little things up there like questions or surveys and 
things like that of just, you know, maybe a topic I'm going to talk about and just trying to get other people's perspectives, you know, and see what they go through. And maybe I share it on the show. So, um, but yeah, so just make sure that you follow us on our socials as well. Uh, we have an email, thegenteellife at gmail.com. So feel free to shoot us an email if you have questions or topics that you think would be fun to discuss uh, and things like that. Now, trying to, uh, so now that I'm, uh, so I stopped doing the part time job because now I'm focusing more on the broadcasting. I got baseball games coming up. So I'm doing a lot of baseball games. Um, so I'll have some time here to really work on uh, recording episodes at any time in day. So I, I keep talking about a lot of my friends that I'm trying to have on the show. So hopefully I can do that. Um, got an idea for another tournament. Uh, so I know I, I talked about the TV show tournament before. Uh, so definitely going to be doing that at some point. But a, a podcast that I listen to, they're actually doing a tournament of the best toy out there. And I was like, oh, that's so good. I didn't even think about that. So I might be doing that as well. But of course, if we're doing a tournament, we got to have people on to vote and decide what is the best, um, <laughs> the, the, the best toy out there or the best TV show. Uh, of all time type of thing so anyways uh, i hope everybody has a great rest of your week i i know i i've been, i'm enjoying being back on here and just really either venting or sharing and things like that and i hope everybody has a great rest of your day have a great rest of your week uh enjoy i think uh, easter's coming up as well i think easter's uh this weekend so uh enjoy easter find those eggs do the confetti i uh, hope the easter bunny brings everybody a lot of chocolate i know there's a lot of chocolate that's going to be in this house Uh, which is probably not a good thing for me, but I'm going to enjoy it regardless. Everybody have a great day, and we will catch you next time.